Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Divine Knowing Podcast. This is the first video podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. And today I have a really good friend with me on the show. I actually wanted him specifically to open up this, uh, the video podcast of the Divine Knowing show because the Lord really connected us in a beautiful way. And he is from around where I'm from. So I'm originally from Illinois, but uh, Michael is still there and I have such a heart for the Midwest. So it's cool that he's there uh, loving Jesus and pouring into people and that uh, we've stayed connected despite the fact that I live in California now. Michael is someone that I've been friends with since college. My brother actually connected us, which is super fun. Um, And he is a priest in the Catholic church. And um, one thing I love about Michael is just his genuine love for Jesus and his hunger for, for more of the Lord's presence and every single, uh, whether it's like through message or phone call, I just feel the presence of the Lord as we're speaking, which is just, it's something that you, it's invaluable. You can't put a value on a friendship like that, that brings you into a deeper revelation of who Jesus is and and what he's like. And um, I know that he has such amazing revelation uh, from Holy Spirit to share today. And I'm just super, super honored to have him on the show. So thank you so much, Michael, for for doing this call with me and being my guinea pig first first video podcast. I'm happy to to be a guinea pig. Um, I'm glad that this guinea pig doesn't have a little bit better of a lighting setup, but I am just a guinea pig, so don't expect too much. No, it's it's great. You look great. Um, so this we're doing a couple shows right now. I'm sure I'll have you on multiple times just because of the depth in the Lord that you carry. Um, but for this show, I'd really like to speak about the ways that people can encounter the Lord, because um, as you as you know, Michael, and as I've come to know, God can't be boxed in, and He actually really enjoys interacting with us and speaking to us and um, touching us in ways that are more than we sometimes think that he can. So I'm really hoping out of this discussion to broaden people's understanding of the ways that you can interact with the Lord and know Jesus. Uh, so to start out, I would really just love to hear, Michael, um, how did you come to know Jesus? What does he mean to you? Just share from your heart. Yeah. So um, I've been Catholic my whole life, gone to, to church my whole life. Um, like most people, or at least many young people, like you can go to church and things like that. But obviously there has to be the time where it's not just about mom and dad taking you to church, but you have to come to uh, a deeper ownership of that faith, a a deeper encounter with that faith. So yeah, so um, for me, how I came to know Jesus specifically was really kind of through really encountering him in truth. So something I've struggled, I struggled with a lot when I was younger uh, was fears that God was not real, or if he was real, he was very much abstract and distant. I couldn't, uh, I don't know, he was just unreachable. And I don't even know, you know, if that was something spiritual or, or honestly, even just being kind of anxious uh, as a kid, that's certainly probably a factor. But I remember, yeah, as a young kid, I don't know, the earliest age, seven, eight, just kind of laying in my bed and like wondering if God was real. And then There'd be times I'd go to my parents' room just throughout my childhood and like, I'm afraid that 
God isn't real. And, you know, they would say, oh, well, you know, the enemy is just tempting you and whatever. So um, I definitely wanted God to be real. And I think most of the time I did believe that he was real, but um, there was this sort of doubt whether he existed. So for me, it was really coming to encounter him like in the truth of his existence, basically. So, you know, through my childhood and even high school, I didn't have a lot of people that could answer the questions I had, but eventually it got to the point where I, I started finding those answers. Um, a real pivotal moment for me in my life was uh, reading the book, um, Your Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Um, just totally changed uh, everything, to be honest. Uh, hearing him speak about God in an intelligent way, about God and Christianity, and, and also just a very beautiful presentation uh, of Christianity. And it's like, oh, like I can sort of use my reason and I can ask these uh, deeper questions. Uh, after that, it was, I would watch debates with atheists and, and theists and um, yeah, cr Christians and atheists and really seeing the intellectual case for Christianity. Um, so for me, my doubts, that's something I very much needed. And that's a way I encountered God. So I don't know if, if this is used like in non-Catholic Christian circles, but you use these like, I'm sure you do, but the language of, you know, truth, beauty, and goodness, um, that those are attributes basically of God, that God is truth. He is beauty. He is goodness. Um, and even other things as well. I mean, he's perfect communion and, and unity. So um, whenever someone's seeking the truth, they're seeking God because uh, God is the truth. And we know like John, the apostle says that, you know, God is love. So uh, anyone in, you know, inauthentic love or seeking love is seeking God. Um, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no real truth apart from God. So very much encountered Jesus, um, you know, as the eternal word um, and order and, and truth. So very much needed in my story that did naturally lead to uh, encountering him in prayer. And when I would go to church as well, which makes sense because, you know, if I'm going to pray to God, if I'm going to talk to God, it's good. I have to have that more conviction that uh, of his truth of, of his existence. So that naturally led me into the head going into the heart. So that journey that from the head to the heart has been a long one coming. Um, it's, it's a, it's kind of a, kind of a thing that guys struggle with. So, I mean, I think from the get go, the heart was definitely involved, but my awareness wasn't as much there. And I think for me too, it was initially of like, hopefully I'm not taking too long here. I'll try to wrap this up, but um, it's like in these doubts, experiencing God uh, and his truth. And that was so consoling for me. And then to me, it was just like, well, that was something that changed me. So this is like, well, I always got to go to this. Like this, it's about like reading something. It's about listening to like another debate. And like at a certain point, um, God might use a particular source to, to nourish us, but that doesn't mean it's always going to be that same source all the time. Um, I don't know, like I could feel good eating broccoli, but it would be a mistake just to say, I'm just going to eat only broccoli all the time. And I'm just going to, more is always better. And um, so it, it is hard to sum up, um, but I think through my time in, so through my time in seminary and like training to become a priest, it was really just kind of growing into this, um, growing to know the heart, encountering God, encountering God in my heart.
Yeah, so that's a, a slow process coming. I've, I got I more could say. Do you have any questions from there? I have a little bit more I could share about my story, but. Oh, that was so gorgeous. That's amazing. I, I loved hearing your story because I really resonate with that. That was actually very similar to my own process, encountering Jesus as truth, uh, especially in mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis. That was like solid rock for me when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just funny that we became friends in college and um, at least when I was in college and that that was the season I was in. And it's cool to see that the Lord took you through a similar season. And yeah. uh, I just really see his kindness all over your story. And I'm sure a lot of people relate to that. Uh, and I wanted to say this initially, but as you're listening, listeners, as you're listening to Michael and I speak, I really felt like you're going to feel an increased awareness of the Lord's presence, even as we're speaking. So I just encourage you to, to listen with an open heart and uh, just listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Pay attention to um, if you feel his presence, however he normally speaks to you. And I feel like he's going to uh, speak and, and touch some of you in new ways because that's, that's how Holy Spirit is. And Jesus promises that where two or three are gathered in his name, that he's there. We're all we're here for Jesus. So he's already here. And I just want to increase your expectancy that the Lord uh, wants to speak to you. He loves you. And he's so close. Like I said, Michael, that was so good. So amazing. Um, I would love to know. I know you said, and it's so true, the way that the Lord writes our stories, it's so multifaceted. It's so he's just the master author. So it's so intricate. There's so many different factors that come into uh, who we are in God in the moment. Like we're such a, he just, we're such a product of all of these other events and ways that he speaks. And he's just so intentional and just brilliant. Uh, I would love to know what ways that, uh, you've encountered the Lord. Like you're totally welcome to touch on like through truth, like through the word again, if you'd like, sure. but if there's any other ways that you've encountered him or, um, yeah, even uh, just testimonies that you know of from yeah. other people of how they've, they've met Jesus. Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that because oftentimes when I share my story, I do share that that I mean that's definitely a condensed nugget of it, but um it's a little unfortunate because that's only first part of this the first part of the story, and it's possibly not the best part of the story, but um well, I don't know. I don't need to I don't need to label things as good or bad or better or worse, but um but yeah, it's 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 a little bit harder to talk about the second part of the story, but um yeah, that just journey into the heart and these like other encounters. So it's a little bit easier to talk about the initial, like not being close to God and being close to him. But the the second part of the journey has been super exciting, uh, even if it is harder to describe. So something that really, really sort of changed my faith experience um, was definitely through like the charismatic dimension of our faith. So I don't know, is that is that a word you guys use necessarily? Uh, I can... I don't know, Protestant or non-denominational circles, circles, charismatic versus non-charismatic. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Charismatic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, I know, you know, the, I know, you know, the word, but, but anyway, so, uh, at the seminary, there was this, um, well, actually to rewind a little bit, even in the undergrad level, I had a friend who would just talk about charismatic things of, I don't know, people praying in tongues and, and healing services and stuff. And I never experienced that but it was just like always made sense to me it's like wow i mean jesus healed a lot of people and 
a lot of extraordinary things happened in the Bible and the New Testament. Like, it just makes sense that that stuff would. I'm kind of actually been wondering why I don't see it more. Um, so that opened me up. And then the, the graduate level summary, we had like a charismatic prayer meeting. Um, yeah, just plenty of opportunity for praise and worship, uh, spontaneous praise, just more of an emphasis on a um, spirit driven life is, yeah, just life in the spirit, basically. And that's actually um, one of the names for the prayer meetings, life in the spirit. Um, yeah, so it, the real a new sort of world opened up to me with really uh, being prayed over or praying over other people. Um, maybe with non-denominational Christian churches, that's just more of a common experience, but Catholics is not a guaranteed experience. So um, yeah, I remember one of the first times of being, being prayed over, it was like feeling God in like a much more tangible way, which, I mean, we can talk about that. It's not always about experiencing in that tangible way, but yeah, like this warmth and this, this deeper peace and this like, overshadowing it's like whoa and actually i don't know if that was the first time or um if when i was praying over someone else so uh my friend and i led this like retreat for high schoolers and during this time of prayer we said hey we're gonna uh, be offering to pray with people interestingly enough um this at this point in time the strongest sense of like the spirit's presence this warmth this deeper peace this again it's it's this more tangible experience What's interesting, it wasn't even happened when I was being prayed over, which is kind of cool because I'm kind of in my weakness, a little bit more skeptical, like, oh, is this placebo or something? So it was actually three of us praying. It was me and my friend praying with another kid. It's actually when my friend Travis was praying over another kid. So I was just kind of there, you know, it was actually when he was praying over him that this powerful sense of God's presence. So really ever since that time, it's like, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm just trying to get like a, a spiritual sweet tooth, but it's like, this is something this is something God likes. This is something he delights in and, and, and wants more of. So praying with other people is, is such a powerful way to encounter God. And um, we think of Pentecost. Um, it wasn't just people weren't just kind of going about their own business and got their own little private outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But it was when coming together in, commu- in community, coming together in prayer yeah, and this, and this persevering prayer. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to sort of wrap up this chapter i mean even even today it's like just kind of going deeper into uh this this charismatic dimension um i don't know that could be like a, a much longer topic but um yeah just to say briefly um just experiencing god through the spiritual gifts through prophecy and through uh healing and just really the experiencing through like a, a different level of expectant faith basically so i mean initially coming in on Jesus was so great. There's this truth. There's this meaning to my life. There's this greater perspective and purpose, but this whole adventure into like life in the spirit really is a whole nother level. I mean, it's, I mean, the truth and the core beliefs, like that's kind of like the, the core structure. That's like the body. And then like the spirit is the spirit. It's the soul. So it just breathes a whole lot of life. So you, you, you need the structure, you need the truth, but yeah, you need the, you need the spirit. So good. I mean, I have so many thoughts as you were speaking, but I mean, I think God designed us to be addicted to the presence of God and we're, we're meant to want to experience him in whatever way. Like, of course we don't even box him into, like, I only want to experience him in this way because then that's limiting ourselves. But um, I also think once you've 
actually tasted of the tangible presence of God, or once you've heard its voice, it kind of ruins you for anything else where it's like, oh, that's, I need, I want to know him more in whatever way he wants to express himself. You know, I need more of him. And if Jesus in the flesh, when he was on the earth, told his disciples, it's better for you if I go so that the Holy Spirit can come. Like there must be a reason that he said that. So our relationship with Holy Spirit, it, it needs to, um, my pastor out here in California, Pastor Bill, he, he talks about how our relationship with Holy Spirit should be as dynamic as the disciples' relationship was with Jesus as he walked the earth. And even more so because now the Holy Spirit lives within us and reveals Jesus to us. In one of our phone calls that we had recently, this just came to mind. Uh, you touched on the importance of awareness in being aware of God's presence. And uh, which was so cool because that's something that the Lord had been showing me, even in my own process. I had this, I think it was right. It might've been right at the start of COVID when we were all in lockdown, I had extended time just to read the Bible and be in my room, which was actually a big gift. And I remember this specific night that I felt the Lord pull me to Hosea and I started uh, reading the book of Hosea and I was just in tears at the heart of God and just his longing for people to come back to him, to be faithful to him, to know him as, you know, as father, as husband, as Lord, all these different facets of the Lord's heart that he was like grieving and calling his, his bride back to him. But the thing that, one of the things that really stood out to me as I was reading that book was Uh, I don't remember exactly how many times, but there are numerous times where God says, my people don't acknowledge me Mm. or, or, you know, I, if only they would acknowledge me, then this would go well for them. But because they don't acknowledge me, here's the, the consequences of that. So to me, acknowledgement is living aware of God and throughout our day using, um, like worshiping him with our, our whole mind and heart and, uh, just turning our awareness to him throughout the day. And then also if we're aware of him speaking to us, then living in response to that and obedience. And so my goal is to live, to like practice the presence of God to the point where I'm more aware of him than anything. That's the goal. So I would just love to hear uh, your perspective on that and what you've learned about um, how awareness of God's presence actually, not that God necessarily increases his presence because he's everywhere at once, but how that increases our experience and helps with our mind renewal, how, whatever you want to touch on in regards to awareness. I'd love to hear, hear your thoughts on that. Sure. I mean, whew. it's one of my favorite topics. So I'm trying to not, um, yeah, try to keep this more focused. Um, yeah. Awareness is, is something so huge and, um, it's cool that you point that out is in passages uh, in Hosea, because um, I feel like it's just such a giant thing, awareness. And there's a book I was reading on prayer, and it was basically saying that, you know, a, a saint is someone who's like, who notices. And I was even thinking about like my, um, this is when I, was, when I was praying in the Holy Land. And I was thinking of like my, my own mother, like she'll do a million things for me, sacrifice so much, like just do absolutely everything doesn't bother her at all she doesn't i don't need to do anything in return really she just wants me to notice what she does 
that's all she cares. That's all she wants. And like for, for God, it's just like, just noticing that. So that might be more necessarily even just a, a sense of, uh, of gratitude, but yeah, just, just learning to, to just increasing our awareness. So we, like you said, we don't have to, I mean, there is a sense that like, um, God is present everywhere, but there's a, a sense that he can be, I don't know. I mean, like I say on when Jesus is on earth, when he's in Nazareth versus you go over to, I don't know even what was going on in Illinois at this time. It wasn't Illinois, but you go by a tree. It's like, well, God is more present here in Nazareth than by this tree, but he's still, you know, present by the tree. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. Um, what is my train of thought here? So yeah, so we don't have to necessarily make God more present. Like he's, he's already present everywhere. So it's just learning to notice what's already there. So instead of having this perspective of like, you know, yes, we want to seek out powerful encounters uh, with Jesus and we should have those big desires, but to not think of like, I'm just kind of waiting for this next mountaintop experience or this next conference or retreat or whatever. And so that's perspective of like, yeah, when am I going to have this mountaintop experience? It's like, how about I notice what's already there? God is infinite. It's not, yeah, it's like, he's not stingy with his activity in our life. So just learning to, to notice, notice that. So I don't know if you want to get into specifically and how we sort of notice him sort of speak and, and move in our hearts. Um, I guess to, to summarize, I guess to cap off this discussion of like his presence in general is, it is important. That's the most fundamental thing is like being rooted in that God is always present. Because what does it mean to pray if I don't even think God is present or, or far away? There's a, a definition of prayer I love. It's prayer is a personal response to the presence of God. So prayer is a personal response to the presence of God. So sometimes prayer is often just, or like the temptation is just like thinking about God. Or even if you're reading the Bible, I mean, you are encountering him in, in his word, but you know, reading the Bible can still turn into thinking about God, which is like not a horrible thing, but yeah, there should be the sense of not just, not just like God, you're present or God is everywhere or God lives inside me, but we have to constantly, it's just this constant battle of just like taking it from the third person to the second person. Not, not God is always present. He's, he's everywhere. He's He's like, no, God, you are present. God, you are inside me. God, you're with me right now. And God, even as I say this, God, you are part of this conversation. You are not far. You are intimately part of this conversation. Uh, so that's uh, so much of prayer. Just, yeah, that. And actually, you know, what I've just sort of read in, in Catholic circles is that just the practicing of his presence is prayer itself. So not only is it the foundation of prayer, but that actually is prayer itself. So before you say anything, or before you try to even listen to what God is saying, just living in that, that gaze, living in that presence is prayer itself. It's the most simple form of, uh, of prayer, but I can, you can probably touch this too, but the days where I'm just kind of more busy and I don't sort of lift my mind and heart up to God, there's just like a little bit more of an emptiness there. But even this just when there's days, it's just, it's just a handful more moments of, okay, God, you're present. The tone of the day is different. So I'll let you pop in there. That's so good. I, I totally relate to that. Just even last night, I was spending time with God. And as I was sitting there, just in prayer and worship, I was thinking like, man, I could feel myself needing, like I was finally resetting. And I had, 
had like a busier afternoon or something, or my awareness was a little bit less and I could feel it just even. And my prayer was Lord, like, don't let me go a day where I don't keep this in check, you know, because it's, it's a daily thing. Really. I feel like every hour I, I hope to get to where I'm aware and without being too hard on, you know, like we're, we're all learning and I think it is like a muscle that we grow. So there's no, um, like shame or condemnation of someone listening, like they haven't yet implemented that practice into their life, but the key is to start somewhere because yeah, he is the life source and without him, life is super empty. So that was really, really good. Um, I can't believe we're almost out of time, but oh. I would love, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, I would love if you could just real quickly before we pray and wrap up, I would love if you could give like just a couple practical, uh, practical first steps for someone that's, that wants to grow in awareness of God. Um, maybe just something in your, your own routine with him, or I don't know, or just any word of encouragement that you might have for someone that, that says, you know, Michael, like I would, I would love to grow in relationship with the Lord, but I don't even know what that looks like. Like maybe my schedule feels too busy. Like where do I start? I would love some insight about that. Yeah, I would encourage just sort of noticing really just to have this utter conviction to your bones that that God is constantly at work, that God is constantly seeking you out, that he's constantly moving in your hearts um, to have that conviction that he's even some sense of the word he's always he's always speaking so it's not just like i hope someday god's gonna I'm gonna hear this audible voice and then everything's gonna be okay it's like no he's already doing so much now and he's already he's already speaking to you whoever, i mean whoever's listening to this he's speaking to you he's spoken to you today he's moving your heart today and it's just learning to notice and to take comfort in the fact that even if you don't notice he's still active in your heart okay so it's 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 good for us to notice but to just have this awareness, okay, how is God moving in my heart? And really, it's like it's really the spirit of faith, the thoughts and feelings and the desires you have. Like in, in our minds, we think it's just us. Like it's these are just my thoughts, these are just my feelings, these are just my desires, but that God uses those things to speak to us. So I, I so much I could say, but just to yeah, to really wrap up. Um, yeah, I, I I think a great practice of just practicing the presence of God is just the habit of whenever you start something, just lifting your mind up. So before I drive, before I start, I'm in the office, working on emails. It's just like this habit of like starting activity means just calling to mind God's presence. Like that's just like a simple way. Um, certainly in terms of like noticing what God is doing in our lives, journaling, especially could be the beginning of the day or, you know, end of the day. What am I grateful for? Gratitude. Yeah. To, to, to noticing gratitude, like that's, gratitude is like the instrument which we like sort of notice god's love so you have like a seismograph that measures the tremors and the earth you know it's it's sort of it's the gratitude that's where we notice god's love and yeah you have to have this conviction that he is so much more involved than you can imagine because even even my own past i've believed god was real but didn't have that conviction that he was constantly speaking constantly active and so I just wasn't as attentive. So certainly, yeah, if, I mean, I'm sure you probably talked about scripture in other podcasts, certainly like scripture, I would always recommend going to the gospels first, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And as you pray it to, again, just have this perspective of, I am not alone when I do this. Um, even if I, not an expert at hearing God's voice, he is speaking to me. So 
sorry, I, I have so much I want to say, but <laughs> that's so good, Michael. That's so good. Um, one last thing that I'm going to say, I love that you touched on gratitude because in my relationship with the Lord, I would say that thankfulness has been one of the most uh, life-changing things for me. It's so simple, but um, I, I think there's a reason that there's a scripture that says we enter his, his gates with thanksgiving. Uh, it's like it really ushers us into a greater awareness of how he's in every single moment. And I remember it was probably 2016, I read Ann Voskamp's book called 1000 Gifts. And in this book, she does this challenge where she tries to write down a thousand things that she's thankful for. And so just throughout her day, like, I, I think there was this one part where she was washing the dishes in her farmhouse and she noticed a little bubble from the soap and she's like, oh, that's beautiful. And she wrote that down and just little, little details throughout the day. And that really inspired me. So I, I started that challenge and I don't think I actually finished it, but I got a few hundred in. And I remember, I think it was one of my parents. I think it was my mom. After I had done that challenge for a while, my mom commented and said, you seem different. Like you seem lighter. And it's true. Like it shifted my mindset and it really was helping break off um, negativity, I think. And also helping me to notice the beauty, capital B, and like the fingerprints of beauty on everything. And noticing the goodness and the kindness of God in the most simple moments. So yeah, just to reiterate what you said, thankfulness is huge. And that's a really practical thing that helps renew your mind. Uh, so that way, like now I would say my natural inclination is to be positive and to look for things to be thankful for. Whereas before it was more pessimistic. It was harder for me to see God in things. So anyway, that was super good. Good, Michael, super good. Yeah. And really real quick, it's, it's yeah. gratitude. It's gratitude in faith because gratitude isn't simply like, here's something cool that happened. Wow. I'm glad that happened. But it's like, no, see the giver behind the gift. We can't just say, here's this gift in my day. It's like, no, this is from the loving heart of the father to you, even the bubble. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, uh, consider the wildflowers. It's like everything that God creates, everything in the world, it's, it points to an aspect of his nature. And it's not just empty, like give gratitude to the universe. It's like, no, it's like there's a person behind this and it's all his wooing into his presence. So that's a really good point. Uh, as we close, which is so sad because this went so fast. Uh, I would love if you could just pray for the listeners, uh, bless them, whatever's on your heart and just seal this time that we had together okay. come holy spirit come holy spirit come holy spirit uh reveal to us jesus reveal to us jesus who revealed the father holy spirit i ask you to to come be present upon every single listener and to to give them new eyes to give them new ears uh to notice your activity in their life. Jesus, I ask you to um, just heal any damaged or just false images of the Father um, that you spend so much time revealing to us who the Father who the Father is. I Jesus that you heal these distortions of the Father as 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 far away or abstract or distant or in the cloud somewhere, but reveal to us um, 
a father revealed to us yourself um, as, a, as a God who is, who is closer to us than we can imagine. Jesus, I ask for uh, an outpouring of the gift of faith, uh, faith to know that you are constantly involved in everyone who is listening to this podcast. You are constantly at, at work in their hearts. You're constantly speaking to them, that you're um, filling them with good desires to draw them closer to yourself. Jesus, just give us this just faith to give us the faith to notice. Give us the faith to notice you in scripture, uh, in gratitude, just to the events of our life. Um, just change the posture of our hearts. Change the posture of our hearts to, to be more expectant, to be more expectant again that you are just constantly, uh, constantly at work. So Jesus, I ask you to cast out any lies that anyone might believe that. God, that, you, that Jesus, that you only speak to, to certain people or special people. Yeah, that, that there's only certain chosen people that get these great encounters with you, these great experiences. They get to hear your voice. Um, but Jesus, help us know that you have infinite love for each one of us. And in your infinite love, you desire to reveal yourself to us. Uh, you desire to draw near to us and to reveal, reveal yourself. Amen. Thank you, Michael. It was such an honor to have you on the show. This was this time was an absolute gift. And thank you, everybody, for listening. First video podcast. Uh, there will be more to come. So I just bless you all. Hope you have an amazing week.